0: God is saying to you, I have greater for you. Are you going to believe the word of man or are you going to stand- God is going to uncover and expose us as leaders and pastors. So the church has to be on board. Yes. Time out for playing church, people. Hey guys, it's your girl Brandy from the Spoken Truth Talk Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to the second season part two of All in the Family. Listen, if you have not watched last week, after you watch this show, go back and look at it. My mom was on the show telling her story for the first time ever. Missy Yvonne laid it all out. Yes, my mom. And listen, she wanted to share with you guys, our friends. And I was so happy that she did, that she feel like a weight lifted, okay? And she was so bold and courageous to tell her story of drug addiction for over 30 years. And so now my sisters and I is coming on on this episode to tell our story on what we experienced as little girls during that time. And so listen, go ahead and share with all your friends, okay? This is gonna be a power impactful show. So we wanna make sure everybody know about it. So please, friends, all of you, Go ahead and share because we want everyone to be involved in what's about to take place. It's a story of redemption. I can't even describe how we felt after it. We had so many emotions. And so just to come back and kind of tell our story for the first time in this platform, I am so excited. Some of the things we never even told each other. Okay, And so go ahead and share with your friends and I'm going to bring my sisters in. I'm not going to delay the hour, okay? I've been anticipated and anxious all day for this moment. So guys, welcome my sister, Yolanda Martin and Dion Taylor. Hey sisters! Hi. Are y'all excited about this episode of The Spoken Truth? Yes.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Well, listen, we're not even going to delay the hour. I already told them my sisters are on. So now, Yolanda, can you please introduce yourself to our friends and tell them a little bit about yourself?
2: Hello,
1: I'm Yolanda. I'm the oldest of the three. I have three children, one son and two daughters and nine grandkids. Wow. I've been been driving a school bus for 20 years now. Mm. And... I just love life. Thank you.
0: She is the life giver, honey. You can't <laughs> tell her nothing. What about yourself, Dion? Can you please introduce yourself and tell them a little bit about yourself?
1: I'm Dion. I'm the middle child. I'm 45 years old. I've been driving for 17 years, and I have two daughters
0: wow so um guys this is like our debut yalan actually dion you was on the first season of all in the family when we had our crazy cousin go on there and say she love all the scriptures i ain't even gonna say her name y'all don't even go watch it now go watch the first season of all in the family but um now we're on here and we actually on here to tell our story so you guys watched last week and all of our friends watched last week. It was, it's was it been over probably about a thousand people that have watched that episode and the numbers are still rising. So it was a very popular episode and many people reached out to me concerning it. My question to you guys is, you heard the interview with mom, uh, what emotions did you have by watching the show? Starting with you, Dionne.
1: Oh, I had a lot of emotions. A lot of stuff came back to my remembrance that I really forgot about.
0: Yeah, that's me too. What about you, Yolanda?
1: Right. And just looking and listening, you know, it's a blessing, and I thank God for it. Mm -hmm. But it brought back a lot of memories, things that I had not, that I had prayed to God to not to remember. And it brought back a lot of things that happened mm-hmm.
3: in my life. a lot of things.
0: Yeah, I think that's what happened to me as well. It just had, I had a lot of emotions. I was tossing and turning and I'm like, okay, okay, God, what is this? And he told me you're going through the healing process. So with that question, what was mom like growing up, you know, before the drug abuse?
1: well <laughs> hi mom
0: we love you mom we do we
1: do love you it was it made me be try to be a better mom with the things that I missed out on uh, the chances that I didn't have as a kid you know like i can't even remember what was able to watch cartoons so i'm totally lost with my grandkids with different things of that nature because i was too busy trying to take care of you guys so i didn't have what you call a childhood Mm -hmm. and i can never get that back but at the same time i thank god for the experience that i've had
0: Mm -hmm. what about you (laughs) dion
1: Well, I think as a child, we, I mean, because we, we were so used to just being together. So it was like, I think a lot of stuff was blocked out when we was little, little. Like, it didn't matter. Like, you didn't really observe a lot of stuff that was not normal.
0: Yeah, because it was normal when we was in it. What was mom like, though? I mean, Yolanda, well, you had more time with her, but what was she like?
1: Well, mom was... um. We always lived in the house as growing up with with her mother. And then with that being said, mom branched off. She met your dad and she moved into his family's two family flat with the with the three of us. And she was a working woman. You know, she paid the bills. It was normal. You know, everything was normal at that point, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we were back to my grand, grandmama's house so then it was years after that then I started realizing something wasn't right something wasn't going on because she was in and out you know she you know coming going coming going you know that 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 type of, of thing mm-hmm. All I, I you know like learning how to be a parent you know, I, I, you know, you're not given a, 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 a mallet that say, "Here, this is what you do." So I think she was more like learning how to be a mom. She you know, was
0: 15 when she had you.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, she,
0: things well, yeah. were normal. When
1: we were when we were little. You know, we went to school from home. Dion and I, you, you know, you were not just a little, you, you, you probably was months. When this, you know, I remember going, you know, our uncle, our uncle Slim, he lived with us, him and his wife, and he would do Dion's hair and walk her to school every day. Things were normal. hmm
0: hmm So Yolanda, you the oldest, of course, and you may remember most of everything because you were the oldest. Do you remember the first time you knew for sure mom was on drugs? Do you remember that time? Tell us the story.
1: Well, uh, I had gotten pregnant with, I was having all kinds of different problems. You know, I was fighting. I had so much anger, you know, with mom. You know, I, I, I think she could have been more of, um, what I'm trying to say, more of a person. She wasn't, you know, we wasn't taught, like, we didn't hug, we didn't you know, say you love, you know, love each other. We didn't have the affection that we needed. So I think as a kid, I was looking for all the affection in the in outside, in the outside world versus at home. Because we didn't grow up going to church. We didn't do those kind of things. So I knew nothing about it, you know. So I think that if we could have done things over, I think I would have done, you know, I would have been able to You know, when you know God, as I know God now, my life is different. I see things for what they are, you know. But back then, I I was reaching out to a lot of things. But I thank God that I wasn't reaching for drugs. You know, I had problems with guys. and I got pregnant at 16. And I remember, you know, I was really the popular, you know, yo-yo. Everybody know you, Mm yo-yo. You know, I was... You know, I was pretty popular. You so, was popular. You go, you go from being popular to people talking about your mom, you know, things that she was doing in the streets and, you know, selling her body. And, you know, these are all people that was my age that I was going to school with and different things of that nature that she had been, you know, doing things
3: with. and So let me so, let me
0: let me insert. How old were you when you knew that she was on drugs? And that was one of the questions that I did ask her about, you know, selling her body. Of course, you guys, my mom had a uh a, a fistula, a hole in her brain, and um a lot of her memory was gone, and then there's some things that she just tucked deep down inside that you know that she never wanted to pull up again. So it's some things that you you were you forget um or try to forget. And so you you just made a statement about you were young, friends told you about her and um you know selling her body. Tell us about that experience and what happened to you that drove you to even want to commit suicide.
1: Well, it, like I said, everybody knew that you, that mom that mom was who she's my uh, my mama so it was a lot of talk, a lot of talk, and it was, it, 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 I think I was five months pregnant with my son, and I felt like anybody's mama but my mama, so I took a hundred, I took a hundred pills and tried to kill myself because I was so embarrassed, you know, because you didn't, you, you know, you got this, you look this way, somebody is saying this, you look that way, it was like everywhere I went, they, the talk was, you know, back then they called it dope fiending, so, you know, your mama dope fiending. She doing this and she doing that. That that was very embarrassing for uh, a person of my, you know, stature because like I said, I was very popular. Everybody knew me, you know. So I really didn't want to live. I really, you know, like anybody's mom but my mom. You know, Mm -hmm. so you don't you didn't know how to handle it at that Mm -hmm. point, you know. So I I I I began to be depressed. I'm going to be the
0: problem, So it was a song out, y'all. So I know y'all probably felt the same. Your mama's on Crack Rock. I'm a dope fiend. All those songs back it. then. Did y'all hate it like I did? I hated
1: oh, it. God. God. Yes, It was terrible. And the movie
0: Colors came out. So everything drug related, crack cocaine came out in the 80s that drove me insane. And kids would sing those songs. It was humiliating.
1: And then NWA didn't make no better. Yeah. It was terrible.
0: So Dionne, I was about nine years old when grandmother gained custody of me. And Yolanda was around, you know probably eighteen, nineteen. so she basically ran away around that time when it got so bad But you were the one that hung in there with mom. Can you tell us where did you guys go? Where did you live and what was that experience?
1: It wasn't a good experience As I think back to it, it definitely wasn't I remember I I have tried to forget a lot I forgot a lot about it till this episode When mom is just brought back a lot of stuff that I never even disclosed to none of y'all to all the stuff I went through. Mm. Dia was always a quiet. She was always the quiet one. If you didn't, if you didn't see it, she ain't gonna tell you about it. Mm. Most definitely was gonna tell you about it. You know, so I always worried about her. You know, like where was she at? What was she doing? How was she doing? You know, if mom was taking care of her. You know, because if you knew me, you knew not to mess with my sister. So, you know, I, I couldn't protect her because I didn't know what.
0: The only place that I really always
1: felt safe was when uh, when Granny took us in. Cause she loved me like I was her own great child. Mm. And she always made sure I had food mm. and everything. Well, I remember um, in labor and all I wanted was my mom. I can remember like if it was yesterday, I just was like all those pains that was hitting me. And I said, I just want my mama. I just want my mama. Mm -hmm. And I remember somebody giving me a number where she was living and uh, I ended up calling her. And uh, I ended up up going and I have this picture. And I said, mama, uh, you got a great son. and right after that, after seeing Chad, that was her first attempt to go to rehab to get herself some help. And then I would go, and I would talk to the counselor, you know, with her with her transitioning, trying to get better. Mm-hmm. And that's how I learned about the disease, you know, you know what she was dealing with and why she was dealing with, you know. Mm-hmm. So then I understood and could be more passionate about what was going on with her because I've I, I begun to understand that it was a disease, you know, mm-hmm. and that you, and some people just can't stop. Mm-hmm. So with the attempt, I went 100% with her, you know, like whatever you need, you know. And then I started learning that arguing with her will only trigger you know, her wanting to go and, and, and get high. So then I, I used a different approach, you know, so it was never a time, you know, I got out on my own. So, I, so then at that point, mom would come stay with me, but I can understand the disease so I can deal with it a little bit more versus latching out because I remember um, her yeah, taking used us used to fight a lot. With, yeah, I remember her taking us uh, to a uh, shelter mm-hmm. and we went to the shelter because Darrell Nance was, in, he was incarcerated and he didn't, he needed money. He needed money for um to get out or either a lawyer or something. So she didn't want to give granny no money. So we went to a shelter and, that was like the worst thing could have ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. So this was the time when we had our first fence fight. Me and my mother had a first uh, a fence fight because I did not want to go. We, we had grandparents that took care of us, mm-hmm. but we had to go with her because she was the mom and that's what the choices that she made. So we had to follow. And so we went right here in St. Louis, Missouri uh, off of Broadway
0: yeah,
1: and I spent one night there because I had to go. But the next morning, they a, van, a white van took us to Granny House. And that's where me and Mama had the first bench fight. Because she was like, you were going to go to school with the van. I'm like, I'm not pulling up with no, no white van and these people. No, I'm not doing that.
0: No. <laughs> that was so embarrassing.
1: That was so embarrassing. And so I said... So I, I ran away after that. I wasn't I wasn't going back to those shops. So after that, they they transitioned mom and you and Deion out to St. Charles. St. Charles and that's where you begun to be, be to be sick. And I said, Well, take me to see her. And when you seen me, the fever went away because you was longing. Me. I was all that you knew, Brandy. I was all that you knew. You know. I took care of you. I mean, I changed your pampers. I washed you up. I did everything that needed to be done, like if I was your mom. Mm-hmm. You know, when she went to work I got out of school, you was my responsibility. I remember one time sitting on a push because couldn't go outside because I had to take her out. So I said, I'm going I'm to a, I'm a bring Brandy on a push and her walker.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I stepped off the push and you fell down themselves with oh, that walker. I yes. Brandy, I'm so sorry.
0: I'm glad you're so saying sorry, sorry now.
1: But I was just going to pray. Well, how about she marked me up in advance one day? This is so She had to take me a bath one day and she put the hot
0: water. The
1: hot water was too did. You did
0: what you can. So I asked this, Yolanda. I asked mom about the time you were sold for drugs to a drug dealer. And let me show you her response. Rhonda told us, I mean, she told us she wouldn't tell you. I mean, I don't think she mentioned nobody but her sisters that you, she was sold for drugs to... But now, I
1: don't that you, that. no, I don't remember that. No, I don't have no reaction. Do you remember that. the
0: guy that she said that she ended up at the hotel with him?
1: Well, she said it. I don't remember nothing like that because I wouldn't have did that.
0: Is it by any chance that you was really, really gone that you just don't know? Because I know people when they're really, really gone, they're not in a conscious state. So a lot no. of things that they do that they don't remember.
1: I don't remember that.
0: You so. don't remember? Did mm-hmm. you talk to her about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, a few minutes ago, early today, that's the Mm -hmm. first time
0: I talked to her about it. Mm -hmm. And she said, that happened, so I don't remember. I told her, I don't remember that. You think she's telling a story?
1: No, I don't know, because I wouldn't have did that. I I wouldn't sell my kids with no drugs, no. So what do
0: you think about that?
1: Yeah, it actually happened. It most definitely happened. I can remember it just like it was yesterday. It most definitely happened. Well, my grandmother, we lived with my grandmother at the time, her mother. And we were living on a flat. And it was this side. guy. He, yeah, Southside. Yeah. he It was this guy that had been trying to talk to me. Well, he wasn't a guy. He was a grown man. He was like 25, 26 at that time. I was probably... I, I, I had just gotten pregnant with Chad I was 16. So I you know back then you 16 you don't date no 25 nothing 20 19 back in the day you just didn't do that. So he had been trying to um talk to me and but I didn't I don't know how that man found out that mama was my mama. I, but he had been pursuing me pursuing me but I would not talk to him. He was too old for me. You know so she came one night her and a you talked about this man jonathan he mm. was the devil yeah he, he was the- he was
0: sent from the pit
1: of hell yeah he was the devil and grandmama didn't you know grandmama know that i she wouldn't my mama didn't used to just come pick me up and take me nowhere but this particular night i had came in to did my homework and i was sweet ate dinner and i was sitting around with the, you know with grandmama and great everybody the whole family we done and mama came in she said come ride with me to the store and I'm like, right, right, right to the store, alright you know, like, cause that never happened before so I'm like, okay, so we leave and we go on the south side, a couple of blocks over where we used to stay on Russell so I'm sitting in the car with her and Jonathan and then she get out, she say uh, she, she comes to the car she say, uh, you finna get ready to ride with, with the guy, his name was Julia. Oh, yeah. I'm like how she know him, you know like, you know, I'm puzzled. like, how she him, you know, so I got out and I got in a court with him and then we was we riding and then we went to the hotel and I'm like what? He's like yeah, your mama, you know, I gave your mama some stuff. I got a couple of hours with you. What? What do you mean? But I was so sick. He didn't try nothing. You know, I was sick. I was having throwing up. So he didn't try nothing. Thank God that he didn't but he had already told me that he had gave mama some stuff to take me so we ended up meeting him back you know she can't go back to the house without me you know because I'm supposed to be with her at the store so he ended up meet mama and Jonathan it was a black car that he was that Jonathan drove Mm -hmm. it was a burger car that the guy was in and so I get back in the car but he meet us on castling down by Lawrence you know far down like going Mm -hmm. towards the thing. and then mama take me back home you know but being that he didn't rape me, you know, but the thought of him, the thought of her being so strung out on drugs that you will allow something like that to happen. Thank God that he did not rape me because he already paid her. So he could have done anything to me. What could I have done?
0: So um, did you ever talk to her um, about that? She mentioned that you talked a few minutes before. The well
1: she you know it mom doesn't remember a lot of things that happened, you know, because if she I could tell you like clockwork, like how you know, I just told you how we left the house going to the suppose. I could tell you, you know, because it's right, is is there. Mm-hmm. You know, but being that nothing happened to me, I just never was so angry about it, but I know that once she started going to the rehab, the disease—you'll do anything, you know—to to get high if you don't have it. And mom, mom was on, mom was on aid. Hey, what? She got two hundred and some, two ninety some dollars a month. She had to get granny money, and then she messed up the other money. So about the first of the month, what are you doing after the money is gone? You know, so. We witnessed, you know, granny, mama's mother took care of us as far as a roof over our head. And then my fa- our father's day- mother took care of us financially. She gave grandmama money every month because Yvonne would mess up all her money. You know, I've seen mama do things that y'all probably wouldn't even understand. You know, like literally, like things that I wanted to hate her for. You, you know, so with that being said, God had to fix my heart when it came to different things because some of the, and then I wonder sometimes why do I do some of the things that I do you know like
0: and we're going to get to that because that's one of the questions that I want to ask y'all um starting with you D do you believe that we what we experienced in our childhood that had an effect on how we raised our children yeah explain how that affects your motherhood
1: um i think i would be too strict sometimes and like, I'm, it's like because i didn't mama didn't strike we didn't get no structure from mama we didn't get no type of structure for my mother and I, I always tell people like that's like your mother Is different from your grandparents. They can do everything in the world for you, but it's nothing like your mother and your father, but especially your mother. Mm -hmm. to set examples for you, to show you unconditional love without a shadow of a doubt.
0: Do you believe um, Yolanda the same that have an effect on how you raise your children?
1: Well, a lot of the things that I've done with my children is because of the things that I didn't have with my mom. And then I looked at it. um, you know, being there and trying to be a mother. I didn't know how to be a mother because my mother wasn't a mother to me. But I did the best that I could, you know, with the way I felt that I wanted to be treated coming up. So, yeah, yeah.
0: What about the way we love? Do you feel like even the way we show our emotions to our children um, that comes from us not having the same love and emotions with our mother?
1: I think I didn't do a lot of hugging and kissing and telling my kids I love them coming up because that's nothing that I experienced. But as adults and trying to do better, I, you know, I talk to them and I tell them, you know, I love you, you know, mm-hmm. and they probably don't understand it because I didn't do it as a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. But those were the things that I missed out on, you know. Mm-hmm. So when I when I text my girls, well, my son, he 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 loves to be told he loves, he, you know, but my girls, you know, I think that I could have I could have loved on them a whole lot but they I felt like being you know I can't remember a socks that my mom bought me or clothes that she took us to the store. we never experienced that with my mom so I've done a lot of things as far as giving and letting them know that y'all will never want for anything as long as I have breath but I wasn't given the affection mm-hmm.
3: that they deserved
0: Dion, yeah, so, you think the same? So you was more of a provider uh, yes. than the emotional and physical type of parent um, that's giving them e- you know emotional love and relate as a mother and a child than just a provider.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and then I always push them educational educational wise. I push them mm-hmm. like push push push. I always come on, we we gonna do this. I I I think I gave them more structure than you know anything. And, and I didn't really have to it, as kids really I did not have to really chastise my kids. Well, much. For yourself, I had like
0: yeah. <laughs> well, that brings it to another question. Um, we all did not graduate. I graduated latter, but we all did not graduate from high school. Um and of course our mom did neither. either. Do you feel like you want to pursue a diploma now, knowing what we know now?
1: Yeah. When COVID is over, that's one of the goals that I have because my grandmother always wanted me to complete, um, you know, get my diploma and complete high school. So that that is a goal. And I have been looking into it before COVID, you know, has started because that's something that I want to do. I deserve a diploma. You know, Mm -hmm. I messed up a lot. You know, I was angry. I was mad and I fought and I fought. And to the point where I got put out of all public schools because I had so much, business, you know, inside of me. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't ever, um, affectionate that I was, that I was, that I needed, you know, yeah. and I was back. So when you, you bring up those things, it it, it comes all and those, all those come back. Up. So yeah, yeah,
0: out and and me the same, you know, uh, fighting. I think I went to probably every high school and two middle schools, um, and got kicked out of them. So I just said forget school, um, because we had we was raging with anger. And Deion, I know uh, what. How old were you when you dropped out of school? Dropped out of school.
1: I was in tenth grade, uh, and Mark and I definitely, you know, I don't even know why I didn't complete school. I just didn't, but I, that was on me because Grandma Granny knew her dying days. I always said, "Honey, I thought you was gonna be in college because you was the smartest thing I ever seen. You always mm-hmm. was on on the roll and everything else, mm-hmm. and it was just stuff that I was dealing with as a kid." And yeah, I, yeah.
0: So, what about relationships in the past? Um, Our mom was on drugs, so the generational curse wasn't we. We did not end up on, um, you know, crack cocaine, but we attracted drug dealers and abusers. And so do you believe this was a part of the generational curse or we was a product of our environment, starting with you, Dion?
1: Well, generational curses, yeah. Thank God my mom being but my mom being on drugs, I did not definitely want to do anything. I didn't even want to smoke weed. I never even did that. So I'm like, no, I don't even want to do nothing. Yeah,
0: I, I, I kind of got them hooked on them, them early. Them yeah, early I just,
1: that's why I was just like, no. Generational curse, yes. Because my daddy was, of course, he was in the streets. So, of course, the generational curse was left on his daughters.
0: Mm-hmm. So you ended up with men that was rather doing drugs and then they start doing, you know, getting high off their own the supply as well. Uh, yeah. Yolanda, what about you?
1: Sister, I've dealt with nothing but drug dealers all my life. Nothing but pay people that's been on drugs. And for me to not have ever wanted to do that, the generation of curse, you know, like when I told... My son was young when he started smoking marijuana, and I said to him, I cried because it hurt me. Because you, you, when you're young, not saying that everybody does that, but when you're young and you're using marijuana, and then now you 17, 18, you've been using since you was 15. Not saying that everybody. Now you want to go up the ladder, more drugs. To You hide. So everything that I said to my son. He said, Mama, everything that you always say to me, I say, when the drugs can't, when the weed can't get you high, a person that woke up, didn't wake up and say, let me smoke some crack pipe, or let me, mm-hmm. let me put some heroin in my nose. They they started on other stuff, and once that other stuff couldn't get them no longer high, they went to another level. Another level. So you, I used to tell him, you cannot stand the fact of use marijuana because of the of your grandfather he was a he was a heroin. my father was he was a heroin user he shot dope my mother was a crackhead so with that being said those spirits transfer you know so that made me never ever ever want to use drugs with i want to be better than my parents i wanted to i wanted to show my kids that it was something better so they never seen me use drugs. Mm-hmm. They never seen me drinking. I might have had a daiquiri every now and then, you know, a social gathering at the house. But my kids can never say, Mom, you used to... No, no. Mm-hmm. Because I dealt with it coming up so I knew the how it would destroy a family, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then I had started selling drugs. Uh, and I said, well, I'm seeing her and I'm I'm seeing this, you know, these people being destroyed. mom was destroyed. So then I got up and said, no more of that. No yeah. more. If I got walking on the, catching the bus, I'm no longer going to do this. And I got up and I got me a job and God has blessed me, you know, to be able to do the things that I needed to do to provide for myself. So you know, it's a lot that you go through, and you don't you don't understand it at the time. But when you look back at it, God's grace and mercy was with all of us, even Mama, because she mm-hmm. could have. I remember somebody knocking Mama. The guy from the projects knocked Mama Cole out, black eye. I was. I wanted to kill this man. I swear to God, I wanted to kill him. You know. Mm-hmm. So I, I thank God for God's grace and mercy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. So. <clears throat> um... I remember a time when mom was being abused and um, she suffered with abuse. And I don't know, that's when she started doing drugs. Her story is it was presented to her with the guy, John, Johnny or Jonathan, whatever his name is. Um, Yolanda, you remember a time in Dion we was actually at a house when she was being abused and he chased us uh, butt naked. That's when the angel dust was out. And with a sawed-off shotgun, do you,
1: y'all remember that time? I was probably about six, seven. That was the, that yeah, was the ta- time. That was that was the taunting when Mister um, yes. nas thought that he was Jesus and walking down the street with no clothes on. Yeah, I remember that with that a Bible. Was, that was yeah, Bible. That was yeah, yeah. yeah, that was. I Everybody thought that was my daddy.
0: yeah that was that was a crazy time i think that stuck in my head a long time um let me ask you this how did it feel um you guys to have a father in jail your entire life and then a mom addicted to drugs
1: had it not been i don't i i think by having both our grannies it it relieves a lot of the stress, you know. We didn't feel it because we had other people to step in, you know. But my dad, our dad, did twenty-five years one time, you know. So we was a cuss. I was a, I was a daddy's girl. I love my daddy. He couldn't do no wrong. I I didn't care what he did. I didn't care what she did because they were my parents. But I think I didn't lack. Due to the fact of our grandparents, mm-hmm. they stepped in. It was the people that they needed to be in our lives. So, you know, we were really blessed. You know, we didn't fit. We felt it, but not as bad. You know, because there's some people out here that uh-huh. parents are on drugs and don't have that support, yeah. and they on the streets just like their mother from house to house. And mm-hmm. you know, those were one of the things that I always vowed as a, as a kid when I saw having kids that I will always maintain my own place so that could no man put us out because we were, we may be here today and then somewhere else tomorrow. So those things all had effect on me, you know, when I would leave Granny's house and we go stay with some, you know her guy. And then when they and we up in the middle of the night running from house to house, I didn't like that. So when I, knew that that's something that i didn't want to put my kids through so any person that i was ever dealing with if it's going to be you going it's going to be you going because you can't uproot kids like that so those were things that instilled in me that i went through as a as a kid
0: yeah so um i know i remember a time that um of course, we Yolanda. I don't know if you never shared, and I don't know if it ever happened to you, but Dion and I both was rather molested, and I was also raped. Um, Deion, can you um, can you tell that story and that experience, and how did you heal from that, or are you still healing?
1: Well, I'm still healing because a lot of stuff I I really blacked out. I really have blacked out a lot of stuff that really happened to me. And with this show coming back up, it just, it's just about a whole lot of stuff that I really forgot about.
0: Yeah. Um, Yolanda, you may not know this part. I was actually with some friends and I was living with you in the projects when um, I actually was raped. And I think that that was like a turning point with me um drinking heavy at around 13 14. i never told no. you that yeah
1: you know you know you never told me that because baby that would have been dealt with
0: yeah but i you don't you don't talk about it i don't think you know then you wasn't you wasn't open to talk about it and um i think that was traumatizing and if you out there and you had that experience, you've been molested or, you know, um, um, sexually, um, raped or whatever the case may be, you definitely need to say something and tell your story. Um, with you, um, Dion, um, do you, do you forgive mom? Do you feel like you forgive mom? Yeah do you feel like you still need to go through the process of healing?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, cause it just opened up a whole lot of wounds that I just really got over and just blocked out.
0: What about you Yolanda, do you forgive mom?
1: You know, for a long time, a, a lot of things I didn't, I I prayed to not to remember, not just with that with prior relationships and abuse that I had dealt with on my own over the years, I prayed. So with that being said, I've been for David Mom. You know, she's that's my first lady. You know, our relationship, you know, as adult and once even when she wasn't all the way clean before she gotten uh before she hadn't gotten sick. I I can call on it, you know. She will she denied, but I was like, yeah, okay, you know. I called on it. She
0: was. We knew when she was back out
1: there, though. Yeah, she she always had giving and dab until she got sick. When she got sick, that's when she really said, "Hey, I'm gonna give my my life," mm-hmm. and she didn't she didn't pity pack her back on it. You know. With that mm-hmm. being said, yeah, I've been forgiving my. I was probably in my early twenties because. You don't get nothing but one. You know, like you can you can sit around and hold grudges and be mad about different things, but you only get one mama. You know, mm-hmm. and even though she wasn't the mother that I needed her to be, she's very good when it comes to my great grandkids. So mm-hmm. this is a hard experience to her because she never really, you know, was emotional and affectionate. But she loves my grandkids. When I say she loves kid, All and right. kids, my grandkids. Yeah, she loves all her grandkids when I'm talking yeah. about these these great ones that I can't t- I got one that I can't deal with, but my mm-hmm. mom woo.
0: she's good with them.
1: So she's good with so with let them. me yeah.
0: ask let me ask this. Um of course this episode brought up a lot of old memories. Um mean, you had the conversation. Um one of the things with um us, me and Dion showed our emotions in another way. I think we was more bitter. But Yolanda, we felt like you never showed any emotion towards it. Yeah, you was bad. You was a fighter. You know what I'm saying? Your emotions came out in different ways, like eating powder, you know, I think that was one of those things that you pushed down and you ate powder. Who eats powder? Yeah, yeah, she was addicted to powder uh but me and dion we kind of handle it in a different kind of way all of us kind of was promiscuous in a way and you know at an early you know state or early age but we and we dealt with men and you know selling drugs and all that stuff but we showed our emotions in anger and yolanda as you kind of in your 20s you wasn't really an angry person even though you was a fighter so we never could understand like what was going on in your head So with that, Dion, how are you handling your emotions now and how are you trying to get better?
1: I thank God for uh, getting saved and giving my life to the Lord. So I handle stuff a little different. Even when people make me mad, I don't hold on to it. I let it go and just go on and just pray about it and just be like, okay, God.
0: And Yolanda, you dealt with it in other ways. But how are you now emotionally, especially since the show it brought out a lot of things? So how are you feeling?
1: Well, I like I said I've been for Mom. So I'm I'm more like uh glory, you know, like shout glory, glory, glory that she is all the way where she needs to be, you know. So I'm all right with anything that happened because everything that happened to me in my past made me be the person that i am now and i know that that god forgive us daily so how can we not forgive people you Don't understand why do she be so the way she is it's because i know somebody that see how and look low and he's gonna sometimes vengeance is not yours you know you can hold on a whole lot of things, you know. I I deal with a lot of things with my children that I I I think that I do, I know that I don't deserve. And then I look at I look at a lot of things are totally different in the last couple of months. I've been I've been through seven surgeries. My leg was amputated. And you so know, we I, was I,
0: gonna we was gonna talk about that. You moving ahead, but um, yeah. Let's hold on to that. Do you do you guys feel like you need to seek counseling?
1: Well, I'm dealing with some depression and it's just not because of that yeah. you know so with that being said, I'm gonna seek help and those are all the things that's going to come up with me seeking help and trying to get better so i'm yeah. i'm I'm already you know looking into seeking help so god is yeah. God has been good to us. God has really been good to us because we all could be sleeping in our grave right now.
0: Yeah, yes. because of the experience that we experienced, we definitely could. Dion, what about you? Do you wanna do you need to seek counseling? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, what stuck stuck out the most during the interview with mom, Dion?
1: What stuck out the most? hmm Um uh, the situation about Yolanda. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. That was something. Uh,
1: Yolanda, what stuck out the most to you? The, the thing that stuck out the most to me was when mom said, You know, I've done a lot of things that I'm not proud of, and everybody has, but I'm with God now. And yeah. with that being said, I mean, that was glory to my heart, to my yeah. soul, to allow God to step in because back in the day we couldn't talk to mom about things because that was something that she wouldn't talk we to just us
0: about talk about it yeah yeah we so couldn't. I am going to show you some pictures of my sister Yolanda um she have a story to tell um just recently last year in July um she all of a sudden had a sore on her foot and it cut her circulation and so after um over a month of that experience she ended up having to get her leg amputated um yolanda came and
1: so they had gave me medication and i fell and it was hurting so bad to where i kept going to different hospitals emergency rooms and they finally took a, a gave me um uh, M-I-R, I think that yeah. M-R-I. And M-R-I, yeah, that, that's it. And they uh, diagnosed me and told me that I had blood clots mm. and that they were going to have to put stilts in my legs. And, and I had to stop smoking or whatever because I had started smoking cigars.
0: After years, uh, I don't know how that
1: happened. Three years, it was three years that I had been smoking cigars. And so... Um, once they tried to go in and put the stilts in and it couldn't get the blood clocks to stop, I had back-to-back surgeries of six surgeries trying. And then um, they sent me home and told me that I was going to be all right. And I wasn't getting the circulation to my toes, blood circulation to my toes. So they start dying off. So that what made them have to amputate my leg. Mm. So you from um, um, being able to always take care of yourself to not being able to do anything for yourself is mm-hmm. was li- like life changing. Right. You know that was, you know, but I knew that God was still in control, and I knew that it could be worse because I could have been dead. But I thank God for the experience that I experienced. You know, my family—they were. You guys were so so great with helping, doing anything that I needed you guys to do. My daughters, my son—he's incarcerated, and that's—you know—I don't really know how he's feeling because um, this this is—you go from you know he I'm he's counting on me, you know, so it 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 begun to be depressing because you go from making money, taking care of yourself to not being able to take care of yourself. You know, and then now I'm gonna have to move out of my home because I don't have any income. It's 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 a lot, you know. A whole, but even with that, I still have joy.
0: Mm. What, would, what would what um, would you guys say to your teenage self? Um, what would you say to your teenage self, Deion? Starting with you. Um.
1: Uh, um I would say hmm, um that's a that's a good question. <laughs> that um I wish I wouldn't have got pregnant every a teenager. But I love my baby. She's a good girl. She turned out to be good and mm. successful. So that's about it. And finished school, I should have finished school and went to college.
0: Mm. What about you, Yolanda?
1: As teenage,
0: what would you say to
1: your teenage self? Um, my teenage self, mm. I was from the floor up, girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I would say to my teenage self, "You can do it. You can make it. You can overcome." Um, I was so suicidal at that age. And I would say to myself, like you can live and to, for us to make it to this point and where one, we did not become the statistic cause we could have been dead or in jail or strung out on drugs. And I remember a lot of people saying those Evine kids, they would never amount to nothing. And some family members would say that out of their mouth and not knowing they was cursing us. And so you know, At that time, I felt like I'm never going to amount to nothing anyway. I'm not going to be nothing, but God. And mom, although she had an addiction, it was a disease. And so just like you said, Yolanda, we had to look at it as a disease. And at that time, I didn't look at it as a disease. I looked at it like, why I don't have a mom or dad? And why am I different from the kids in my school? Why do they have parents? Why do their parents go to parent-teacher conference why come, you know, I'm not in a home with my mom. I never had my own room. And so those things that I was dealing with at that time and like, why am I here? And so I felt like I did not even want to live. And when I got older, I started understanding like this is just her story, you know? And I'm gonna say something. I did not forgive mom till she moved here in 2017. I thought with my saved self that yes, I forgive. I love my mom. But in all reality, I had some bitterness. And when she stayed here, that was my first time living with my mom for two years straight and happened to take care of at the same time. And God had to let me know, you still bitter and you still do not forgive. Because even when she would ask me stuff, you know, to me, I'm like, she ain't never been a mom to me. And I held that grudge and God said, you're going to have to forgive because that's a part of her story. And I forgave you. How do you expect for um, me to forgive you if you don't forgive your mother? And so I had to go to the, through the process of forgiving. And I believe through this, now I know that we have to go through the process of healing because we will bring that into our relationships and we also will bring that into our parenting and we also will bring that into our whole life and our job and people that, relationships and friendships you know, with people and we will have that guard because we don't forgive. And I noticed that she would try harder to be a grandmother. Like she said on the show, she tried to be a grandmother because she never been a mother. And so I believe that um, this was good for us to talk about and it also was good for her because she had to forgive herself, but she's definitely a better mother, but we still have a past that we have to heal from. Some people have a past that they don't have to heal from, but we have a past that we have to heal from. And I think this is the start of it. You know, um, I would say this, Yolanda, starting with you, what would you say that, that young girl out there experienced what we experienced growing up?
1: To so that young girl, I would say, hold on. God is in control. And if you're going through something and you don't understand, pray. And if you feel, you know, sometimes though as we pray, we don't feel God is listening. But trust me, he is listening. Just keep praying. Pray yourself out the situation because God is a wonderful God. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And those were the things that I said to to myself as I was coming up, you know, my prayer was, God will never leave you nor forsake you. And when you think that you're down to nothing, trust me, God is up to something. The devil is busy. He He will come in, he will play with your mind. He will talk to your head. You will hear voices, all kinds of stuff but the, step on his head, step on his neck and say, I'm God's child. If I'd have known about God at that age, some of the things that I went through, I wouldn't have went through. Mm-hmm. And I just thank God for it. Mm-hmm. I thank God for being the God Almighty, His grace and mercy. Trust me, if you're feeling like you, it's no other way, Pray. When you feel like you don't understand, pray. If it's a situation where your life is threatened, pray. I, I believe that if I'd have had that, sister.
0: Mm.
1: I, we would have had that.
0: Yeah. What about you, Dion?
1: I would say, um, and if you can't turn to your parents, turn to somebody that you can trust. Somebody that will understand, somebody that can help you out the situation. If you especially if you're in a dangerous situation, so you know, find somebody that can help you out the situation. Uh, just remain faithful to God. Like God's unchanging hand. Like these days and times, they, you will definitely God in everything that you do. Everything that that you're going through, God will see you through it. And it's not a test. It the test become your testimony. So wherever you're going through, don't think that that you're the only one that ever went through it. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed, because you're not the only person that's ever went through anything.
3: Mm.
1: Okay, Brandy, tell us about tell me what would you do done. Because some of the things that you went through, I didn't even know.
0: Mm. Well, hey guys, <laughs> listen. Woo! I'm in tears. Um, This was a lot. Um, I have Batavia here. Hey,
2: everybody. Um,
0: She um, is the host of Millennial Speak, so I have her here. And I just definitely want um, her perspective on it. Um, And you guys can call right now. You guys can call in. To the spoken truth and comment we have our virtual couch she's happened to be on our actual couch so um you guys can call in now and um we can talk about it okay so dial that number and i am putting it on the screen Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're out there, um, go ahead and tune in. And so um, we ended on a note of my sister's asking me, what would I say to my mom? Um, Mom, if you out there, um, one, I told you how we definitely forgive you. This was not a uh, broadcast to... Um, belittle you or uh, Expose anything. We just had to tell our story after you told yours And I know many people out there. We have so many people still um, Chatting in that Needed this they needed to know that God is God in the Bible guys It was never a person in a Bible that was so perfect except Jesus Then they would have tried to play God Jesus came so that he died so that we can live that's the grace and mercy so we won't be bound to hell Paul in the Bible for instance Paul was a persecutor of saints he was actually on his way on the road to Damascus to persecute the saints before God had to smack them down and he was blinded so that he could walk in freedom and He would use the foolish things to confound the wise. Look at David. David was a man after God's own heart. But if you look at David's story, he was a adulterer with Bathsheba. He killed Uriah, which was Bathsheba's husband because she was pregnant and he wouldn't go back uh, to sleep with his wife. So therefore he killed Uriah. He lied about it. And then a prophet Nathan had to come to him and say, you know what you did? But look, he was a man after God's own heart because he really did love God. So it don't matter what your story is, and your story was, God, his grace and mercy, he loved you no matter what. Look, let's let's follow another story. Hosea, he he had the Mary Gomer, which she was a prostitute, but God illustrated his love through Hosea and and gomer because gomer was like the world which was us and she was a prostitute and she did the things that she did and then god would still tell us, hey, you go back and get her even though he she cheated on him she went back to the world because see she still had emotional attachment and soul ties to what she was doing but god still told uh, hosea to go back and get her go back and get your wife That's how God is with us. Even though we still sin and fall short of the glory of God, we still ain't got it all together. But he still say, I love you and I'm going to come back and get you. I'm going to draw near to you. So it don't matter who you are. Everybody have a past. Your mess become your message. And so all of us have a past. It was so many things that we wanted to talk about on this show, but we couldn't for the sake of other people, not us, because we 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 we'll tell our story. We don't care about that. But for the sake of other people and the integrity of other people, we couldn't tell it all. So you just got a little bit of our story, but however, we said enough to let people know that's what we was. But here we are now that we progla- proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. We no longer those people. We are a new creation. All old things have passed away. Behold, all things come new. Just like my mother, she gave her life to the Lord three years ago after 30 years being addicted to drugs. And she nearly lost her life if you looked at episode one of All in the Family. And she came to Christ and now she's set free. God is a redeemer. So if you out there, whatever you're doing, God is a redeemer. And he loves you so much that he kept you here because you could have been gone. But God said, I love you so much. I'm going to give you another chance. Come to me. This, he just waiting on you. What you waiting on, sis? What you waiting on, bro? He said, come. He just wants your heart. We're filthy. We was born into sin. But this is when we have grace and mercy through Jesus Christ down on the cross for you. Because no man could do it. Everybody else was ratchet and wretched. They couldn't do it. So he chose Jesus to do it, but God, he wrapped himself in flesh. He walked the earth perfectly, which was prophesied in the Old Testament. We can get into that, but it was prophesied that there would become a savior, that he would bore the entire world. The government would lay on his shoulder. He died for you and I so that we can live, so we can have life, so we don't go to hell. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go there. I did enough sin for everybody. I don't even want sin. You can have it. Not that I don't fall short. Not that I'm perfect. But I serve a God who is. Not Buddha. They can't do nothing for me. Not Allah. I'm just being real with you. Not Muhammad. I'm talking about Jesus. Because he died for all of them too. And so... We just wanted to say that, you know, mom, if you out there, we love you. She said she wasn't going to watch, but I saw it why uh, she popped on in. Mom, we love you so much. We have a greater relationship with our mom these past three years with her just being free from that. Um, but we have to tell our story. So you that's watching that you can just see the miracle of God just through my sisters and I and my mother and my family because we wasn't raised in church. We did not go to church. The house we lived in, there was marijuana in one room, playing cards in another room, playing dice in another room. I mean, little kids was drinking around our house. But God. But God. And so we did this to break the generational curses, to let the devil know we serving you notice we would not serve you. We don't want you. You don't even have no power and authority over us because the Bible says you're under our feet because you was under Jesus' feet. And God already took the keys and snatched the keys from hell. So if we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, we won't go where He is. I ain't living this life just to go to hell. No, 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 no. So we want people to be free and we had to tell our story, even though it hurt and, you know, we cried and, you know, it was a lot, but we got to tell our story because how should they overcome It's by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony, which is Jesus Christ. He's a savior. So we got to keep it real. No more playing church. No more acting like your stuff don't stink. It's time to tell the truth so the people can come to Christ and see Christ in us. Time out for plan church. Time out for playing with God. If you out there and you know that you have not truly gave your life over to Jesus Christ, the time is now. The time is now. So I have a caller, y'all can call in, y'all can ask questions, y'all can just, you know, tell us, you know what, you like the show, we want your feedback, you can call in, the number is right there, 516-418-5757, um, and Tavia you can actually talk, and I'm going to go ahead and uh,
2: put this caller
0: in. Okay,
2: I just want to start by saying tonight was really good, yeah. For me it was really good to see how like where you guys came from and how you guys are mm. now. You know, I'm I only know you guys as now, but to know you from where you came from it's just been mm. amazing. You know, you guys hit on so many points, trauma, generational curses, and you know, personally I've been dealing with that myself, you know. i I like I said, I've been dealing with that and I do have a question, like for someone who is experiencing trauma and, you know, with trauma, the people who cause that trauma, you hear that word forgiveness. But how do Mm -hmm. you forgive somebody who you already forgave, but they kind of messed up again, put you in that same little box once again? How do you move forward and forgive them again?
0: Again. You know what? You can forgive but that don't mean you're healed. Mm-hmm. I think people think, oh, I forgave, so I immediately, oh, I'm free. No, 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 no. Because we forgave our mother, mm-hmm. but I still have to walk through the process of healing. Mm-hmm. And then the Bible says, I mean, you have to forgive 70 times, 70 times, seven I mean, you have to continuously forgive. But see, that don't mean, okay, I'm back with that person. I'm letting them all the way into my life. I'm going, th- no, that don't mean that. Because sometimes you still, you have to forgive that person if that person want prayer, if that person need drink, if that person need food, mm-hmm. if that person need clothes. You can't say I ain't doing nothing for him. <laughs> because Jesus had to tell the people, you know, what you've done unto the least of them, you done unto me. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so they said, What well, when did we not, you know, give them drink? Yeah. When did we not give them clothes? He said, what you done unto the least of them, you done unto me. But that don't mean you have to let the person all the way back into your life mm-hmm. That just mean you have to let them go and don't hold them hostage to what they've done. For my healing. For your healing. It ain't even so much about them than it's about us. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Because we are the one that's in Christ. You know what I'm saying? They ain't. When we get to heaven, what we gonna say? Well, they did bad to me. Why you ain't gonna let me in, but you let them in? <laughs> They go on and go to heaven and repent and get their life together. And then we sitting at that door and can't get in because forgiveness in our heart. Because remember the Bible said, how do you expect for me to forgive you when you didn't forgive your brethren or your mother or your father or your cousin or your sister or your accuser or my raper? You know what I'm saying? So you can forgive Oh my god it was so hard for me to Forgive the person that snatched My, my You know snatched my virginity mm-hmm. just ripped my Innocence But I had to forgive because I Know that I have to The father I, One day I have to go in that judgment room And he say you know You preached a lot and you had your mm-hmm. little Talk show and you told people About this and that but You, you didn't it. forgive That's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. It takes prayer. It takes God. I mean, honestly, I mean, it's almost I have to shave my hair bald and wear sackcloth. You know, it got to get to that point where your prayer is for real. real. You know what I'm saying? Your relationship with God is real. But I got to let them go because I'm holding them hostage and I'm holding myself hostage. And you can't have all that for me. Uh Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I did all of this churching, but then I don't forgive. Nah,
2: I got to let you go. Is, it's a reality. It just seemed like we're doing the most suffering in it, and you're just kind of out there doing you, living your best life. Living but your best life. I'm the one that's here, you know, hurting and suffering. Mm. But you're right. I, it's time to forgive, just to let them go for my healing sake.
0: Yes, yes. And you know what? We got to look at people like that as souls when we in the kingdom. Now, when you ain't in the kingdom, it's different. It's different. But you got to look at them as souls. You know what? I know you may be somebody I know, my friend, my cousin, my brother, my uncle, or whoever you are. But I got to look at you as a soul. And you just don't even know. Because remember on the cross, Jesus said, Father, forget them because they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. See, some folks don't even know what they're doing. Oh my God. They don't even know. So I got to let them go. I got to because they don't even know. So, in order for me to get what I need, you mm-hmm. tried to call in. Sharita, call back. What did it say? Just call back. I'm sorry. You can call back. And listen, y'all can go ahead and call. I'm sorry. I sorry. wasn't really watching it mm-hmm. like I supposed to. I got to go on. you ready? <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all can call back 516-418-5757. Okay. And so, yeah, I got to let you go, you know. And go ahead, Tay, if you want to go ahead. I
2: just Mm -hmm. want to say one more thing before they start calling. Auntie. I am so proud of you for Mm -hmm. where you're at right now. I love that you love God and you're showing it daily. Mm -hmm. So just keep doing that. Keep running that race. Mm -hmm. We love you. And, again, I'm so proud of you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, she out there, y'all. She out there watching. She did an awesome job. (laughs) Listen, go back and watch episode one. Um of all in the family with my mom that was our second season premiere it was so so powerful powerful. and for her to tell her story y'all we never heard my mother just open up and say it she never said we never had this conversation it always was swept under the rug but we had to get free and she was like i'm ready to tell my story and that was a lot okay sharitha is in hold on sharitha stay right there Stay right there. Let me let you in. Hi, caller. Number ending in 7679. Hold on. Seems like we can't hear you. Hold on, caller. Now I got too many apps up. This is a hot mess. Where is that, Tate? Okay, Carl, are you there? Okay, let me know if you can hear me. Sorry, guys. Something is going on. We, We see our caller, but we don't hear our caller. Okay, so, guys, I don't know what's going on. I see our caller, but we just don't hear them. Can you turn your phone up as well? So listen, um, definitely, guys, we was just here to um, just uplift everyone. I know this is type of episode that (laughs) even my husband was like, "Woo!" you know, it's deep, you know, but we got to have these conversations. It's deep, you know, and I know as many of you out there, especially if you grew up in the 80s. Where crack cocaine at that time, it was just, heavy. it was heavy. It was horrendous, you know. And so we just wanted to, you know, tell our story so that healing and deliverance can take mm-hmm. place. Because if you're a part of, especially the black community, we definitely just throw stuff under the rug and don't deal with it at all. But, you know, not today. Not today, today Satan. So we're going to talk about it. <laughs> we're no going to talk about it. No longer. <laughs> we're going to talk about these things mm-hmm. that people don't like talking about. And so, listen, I don't know what happened. Our caller definitely wanted to get in. Um, I don't know what happened. So, um, with that being said, um, as a matter of fact, I'm just going to call a caller. That's what I'm going to do. They came back, I think. They came back. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that definitely the enemy. Mm-hmm. Come on, get to praying. Because that's the enemy. Okay, Deion, you just call in through the phone, Dion. Dion, call in through my phone. I don't know what's going on. And call her, just call back and see. So, yes, so guys, we just wanted to bring it to the platform. I have my niece to take. Well, she my cousin niece it's it's like that in our family okay y'all not incest but you know we all was raised up under the same household so some of my cousins are like sisters and brothers and so some of our kids that are cousins call us aunties so that's how it is it was a lot of us in one house about 40 people okay
2: everybody play many roles
0: right (laughs) you know so you play a lot of roles but she's coming back uh this season and she will have a show called millennial speak so i cannot wait till you guys hear it but millennials have a lot to say they do they do and i cannot wait for them um to you know come through because the millennials i'm telling you, they on point they moving your little 40 year olds on <laughs> out the way okay but i think it's a platform for you guys yeah. because you guys deal with a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. we don't even deal with mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying don't have to deal with yes you know what mine some sometimes sound equipment. like you gotta get a new equipment <laughs> really
2: So is that you saying you want to make a donation, auntie? Yeah,
0: because you can make
2: a donation. <laughs> you definitely can make a donation.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to call the caller. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happened. Three, six, nine, six, four. hello Hello, caller number ending in 6494 tell us your name and where you're calling from this
3: is your sister Dion.
4: i'm calling (laughs) from
0: st louis in the building sister can you guys hear the caller let us know if y'all can hear Uh, it
3: Can you hear? I don't know.
0: I can hear you. We can. We can.
3: Yeah, this was an awesome episode.
0: How do you feel? I mean, now that you was able to let some of it out.
3: Well, uh, it was kind. Of, I have a lot of mixed emotions because it was, it was kind of hard. It was kind of. It was kind of hard to even start even elaborating on the stuff that I actually went. Through. And I
0: still haven't really elaborated on it. Yeah, we talked about a few things that, who that's just going to take counseling afterwards. It's like, I don't know if we're going to be able to talk about that just on this platform, but it's definitely going to take counseling. So mom yeah. was watching. Were you nervous? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh was like she's watching. I don't want,
4: to, I don't want the civil here
3: to uh feel, you know, to to attack this stuff to her.
0: Okay, we have another caller. Hold, please Caller, tell us your name and where you calling from.
3: Hello.
0: Yes, tell Hello. us your name and where you calling from.
3: My name is Yolanda, this is Yolanda.
0: <laughs> Hello caller. Hello. This is my, my sister Yolanda. Is Yolanda. Is
3: Yolanda.
0: We have you here. We're listening. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dion. I We couldn't hear her for some reason.
3: If I
0: need to go ahead and call her back, and then I'll hang up and you can call her back. Okay. Okay, guys, I'm gonna wait actually till she calls because she's actually in a re um, a rehabilitation center. My other sister um, that's what she said she had to have her leg amputated, and you possibly i i don't think you can actually call that number back but um keep her in your prayers you guys um a lot of things going on with her and this is new for her to have amputation but definitely keep her in your prayers yes yolanda are you there
3: yes i am
0: okay so the episode was something tell us how you feeling You have to turn off your other system, though.
3: Um, I was just want to say to um to people that's out there listening and, you know, online and, you know, just keep praying for your family. If you have somebody that's going through drug addiction or any kind of abuse that you may, you know, you may know, just keep praying for your family.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah yeah anything else I just want to tell
3: mama I love you mama don't <laughs> let the devil creep in
0: yep we love you mama so much we do
3: we I got a you. question
2: so DeTavia
0: okay. yeah she Hi. have a question for you
2: <laughs> so now that the you know the story is kind of out there the history is out there do you feel like your children and even your grandchildren can benefit from this. Like, do you think this will begin to, I guess, push healing in them as well? I think, I
3: think, yeah, because a lot of things that my kids don't understand, you know, like I always tell them, if y'all had it the way I had it when I was coming up, y'all would appreciate me a little bit better, you know. So I really believe that if my kids are watching, You know, they really never knew, you know, like, they never really knew how it was to struggle Mm -hmm. or not have anything because I've always made sure that they had everything that they needed. Maybe not everything that they wanted, but everything they needed, I did the best that I could as their mom. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think they can benefit from this. Alrighty
0: all right thank you sister for calling in i believe this is your aunt calling in now mm-hmm. did you have anything okay. else you wanted to say no i just love you guys love i love you. you guys god is good love you, sister. love you sister caller number ending in 8772 tell us your name and where are you calling from Caller number ending in 8772. Tell us your name and where you calling from. Hey, hey, hey. You know who this is? <laughs> yes, this is my auntie Lisa. This, this is the one and only
4: auntie.
0: The one that do the most. <laughs> Hi, auntie.
2: How y'all doing? This is Auntie calling
0: from all the way from St. John's, Missouri. Hey. Hey, Auntie. Auntie, so what was your perspective on this episode? Auntie, <laughs> you have to turn off the blog talk so that you can hear us.
3: I can hear y'all, that's that's not my phone, that's Alexa's phone.
0: Okay, tell her to turn it down. So what do you think about that episode? Okay, she
4: turned it down. It was a very nice, emotional episode. And I am totally proud of
0: all three of you guys. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Annie.
4: And I know my sister is watching. I just want to say something to her as Mm -hmm. well.
3: Growing up with her was like, now that I see she has turned her life over to God, Mm -hmm. I am so, so proud of her. We never was able to have a big sister.
4: Mm -hmm. Lovey was always our big sister. I have the best relationship with my sister today than I had in 53
3: years. I just want her to know that I am so proud of her. And I love her so much for who she's
4: becoming and to continue to love her kids and her grandkids. Um.
0: yeah so Amy you used to always get on me about wearing uh, saying I was a tomboy because I didn't wear dresses and skirts do you understand now why I covered up yes
3: Mm -hmm. I never never knew half forgive
4: you guys
0: story never. Yeah. Yeah. With um rape and molestation, you kind of some people turn to food Mm -hmm. where they gain weight, you know, food become their addiction. Mm -hmm. Some people very promiscuous. Some people turn to same-sex. Some people, um, you know, just completely shut down and internalize everything. Some people become very angry. Some people be the same predator um, that abused them. Yeah. Some people end up in mental hospitals because they cannot take hold of the pain. um. My sister, you know, uh, my sisters, we tend to get very bitter or promiscuous and end up with guys to try to seek that same affirmation that we wanted from our father because we did not grow up with our fathers. I didn't know my father's when I was about 24, 25. My sister's father's was in jail. And so some people handle that differently when they have been rather molested or or raped or had childhood trauma. It don't even have to be that, just childhood trauma. And so me, I dressed as a boy for a very long time. I was a tomboy. Not that I had same sex um, um, type of feelings. Mm -hmm. It's just that I didn't want anyone to see my body or I didn't want men to look at me. I didn't want to become the, the, the predator's prey you know and so I hid myself but my aunt she didn't know you know and she like why are you just like a boy I remember she was gonna whoop me rant you know chase me all down the street to, to get out of these boy clothes and I just really you know she didn't know I just didn't want to show my body you know I just felt uncomfortable around you know people you know men especially so that's why Amy That's why. I do, hold on. I have another caller. Hang on, Amy. if you're still there. Uh, Hello, caller. Ending in 7679. Tell us your name and where you're calling this, from. This is Sharitha. Hi, and this is And I'm calling from
4: Minnesota. Come on, <laughs> Minnesota.
0: Minnesota. In the
4: building. Bless everyone. Bless everyone. This, when I tell you this broadcast has really blessed my heart. Wow. Ooh, y'all took me back. Y'all took me back. Come and on. First, I'd like to start out saying I I truly believe that there are Many, plenty of homes that this type of stuff has happened in. Yes. Um, fortunately, I was blessed to grow up with my mother and my father, mm-hmm. who both were completely in my life until the day both of them was called home. Mm-hmm. You know. But I was molested by three different family members. I'm not going to say any names, but I was molested repeatedly by three different family members mm-hmm. and i re- i didn't go to any adults i didn't tell anyone and when you just said some people gain weight and they eat that's where that came from you know yes. that that's being so mean when i mm-hmm. said you fighting everybody mm-hmm. and you know all this little different stuff you yes. know it was a build-up you yes. know it was a build-up i have a cousin also, that was molested, and where I was per well, mm-hmm. she hasn't been in a relationship, and she's a little older than me. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be 50 years old um, this year, praise and thank God praise for that, God. God. hallelujah. Yeah. And she's older than me. She's never been in a relationship at all, mm-hmm. you know, for a day, nor whatever the case may be. She don't have any children. She... Don't mess with me at all. She's not a lesbian. She just don't indulge in relationships, you know. And (laughs) she's saved. She's strictly off into church and everything. So it do affect people in different ways, you know. Everyone isn't the same. Everyone isn't the same. I didn't tell anyone. Um, My parents didn't know, you know. I was very overprotective of my son. I didn't allow them to go places. Yes. You know, I kept them close to me. You yes. know, because, <laughs> That's me. like I said, these were family members. Yes. You know, and I put my total trust into God. When mm. I say wrap myself and tie myself up in the blood of Jesus, come on. that's the only thing that helped me to come out. You know, yeah. a lot of people say that right now to this day. Oh, you shall sure be on the blood of Jesus. Baby, You, if you know what I know, you better get yeah. on it. You better get you wrapped better. up in Woo! it. You better leave home My without. God. Because when I tell you the blood is a keeper, the blood is the keeper. Yes, you a know teaser. what I'm saying? You need to be wrapped and tied up in my Jesus God. Christ, mm. baby. Because that's the only thing that's going to take you through some things yes. that you're going to go through yes. in this life. You know yes. what I'm saying? Your story may not be my story, mm-hmm. my story may not be your story, but we all got a, got a story to tell. I God. don't care how much money you got i don't care how beautiful your home is mm. i don't care what type of car you driving everybody has a testimony on. you know what i'm saying and i just wanted to call in mm. to let all of you all know mm. my love my heart and everything go out to you guys you all are not alone yeah. you know what i'm saying thank and praise god that he has Deliver you off mom, that's beautiful, that's a beautiful story. And I I kinda laugh when yo yo said, you know, the grandmama keeps the you know she real good with the great grandkids because I'm sitting up here with 12. And baby, come on, I'm sitting up here with 12 grandkids, honey. Come on. So but her to be the type of grandmama that can, great grandmama that can step in and yeah. help out now, that's just wonderful. That's yes, just a beautiful yeah. thing. I am mm-hmm. I want to touch on forgiveness, and I'm going yes. to let you all go because I know you probably got other callers. It was a situation with myself and a family member. Again, I won't say any names or anything. Mm-hmm. And I drew very bitter. You know, Mm. towards this family member and Mm. anybody that I felt was connected to this family member. But... God had to condition my heart. See, without your heart being conditioned by come God, on, come on. you ain't going to be able to forgive nobody. Like come you on. say, we, we say that thing about, oh, yeah, I forgive, but yeah. I ain't going to forget. Well, baby, you ain't forgave. You ain't, you ain't, <laughs> you ain't forgave. You haven't forgave oh until God. you can reach out to that person and talk to that person. Tell them you love them. You forgive them. My thing was I tried to reach out to this person, you know, to let this person know. I wasn't going to say, I'll forgive you. I was going to ask the person to forgive me. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Even though... It, other people would have said it should have been the opposite mm-hmm. than the other way around. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Forgive me for not being strong enough as a child of God to look through the things that you said and you were doing. So forgive me for walking away and not want to communicate with family and all this. I did try to reach out to this person. I didn't have the number, so I tried to reach out to the person by Facebook. Mm-hmm. I left a message. But of course they did respond. Mm. And then shortly after that, they end up passing away. My you know God. What I'm saying? And I'm just so glad that I did what I was mm. told to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. God is not going to judge you by how a person Ooh. treats you. You're going to get judged by your response oh to that person. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that's something that I had to learn you mm. know what i'm saying it's you about preachin'. me forgiving yeah. you know what i'm saying and going on in love you yeah. know what i'm saying because it's just for us it's for really us. for us yeah. come on you know so to walk around on this earth saying you forgave somebody and you can't wow. speak to them you know what i'm saying and reach out to them not like you say you ain't gotta go to the ball with them and right. you know ride around with them right. and all that you know what i'm saying but for no communication to be able to be there now no conditioning or that heart that okay you know we you know we gonna just go ahead and keep it real we gonna keep call it real, it real. come on come thing. on when, when the blood gets you when Woo. the blood gets a hope to you Baby, you going to let go of everything that ain't right. Jesus. My prayer is that God deliver me. From my sin. Deliver, God. me God. deliver me, God. Deliver me.
2: Make me
4: right. And if you come in and make me right, everything
2: else is going to be all right. Come and on.
4: that's something that I know. That's good. That's something Ooh. I know. So again, I just wanted to call Jesus. in and give my testimony my God. and let you all know that this show has when I say it hit me in mm. a place that I really needed to be hitting my God. I'm talking yeah. about for me myself Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying and I just want to tell you all y'all are not alone we all yeah. strong God yeah. got us, look at yeah. us we continuing on it didn't kill us and like yeah. you said Come like, on. And this type of stuff needs to go off. Everybody want to keep sweeping stuff
0: under the roof. Come on. No, I'm sick of. it. ain't going to be able to handle. ain't Okay, no
4: problem. Talk to you later.
0: Okay. She just Bye-bye. blessed our entire soul. Yes. Woo! Come on. See, the the labor is not in vain. You know, we tell our story to help somebody else out. And she, I mean, she just came on in her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just blew it up, huh? Yeah. Amen. So, thank you so much, Sharitha, for calling in and just, I mean, releasing what God has given you and telling us that this helped you. So, Mm -hmm. um, if anyone else out there just want to call in, say anything, our lines are open uh, for another five minutes. So, if you would like to call in 516-418-5757 and join our virtual couch, you definitely can. This was such a powerful, powerful show. Yes. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. We had a lot of numbers. We have our YouTube family. We have our uh, Facebook family um, all on here live. I so appreciate you guys. It's not easy just telling your story and being open and honest about what you're going through. It's not easy, you know. Um, but we've been bought with a price, okay? And 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 Jesus paid it all. So. Yeah. I don't mind telling my story. Not at all. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I don't care who don't like it, um, but we definitely want to do it in class and make sure we don't give the enemy no room. So we definitely had to tell our story. Um, yes, Juanita. Hey, Juanita. Um, um, it's, and that's, uh, Datavia's mom. She's out there saying, Hey Hey, y'all. Uh, but yeah, if you guys want to call in, I know I missed a few callers. I am so sorry. I don't know what was going on, but, uh, we're back up. And so if you want to call in, um, we'll be here for another three minutes.
2: Um, But with that, Datavia, that was powerful, huh? It was. It was really good. It was something that needed to be put out there. It was. Yeah. It was.
0: We needed to go through that. You know what I'm saying? That healing process, Mm -hmm. even though, you know, people don't like to open up and tell their story, but we're helping somebody else, okay? And so, um, you guys, thank you so much for joining. I didn't see another caller come through, so we're going to go ahead and end. Um, Before we end... We're just going to say a prayer. Um, We want to pray for you out there, those of you. um, Right. Nobody can tell our story like you can. That's (laughs) right. Let me tell my own story. You don't have to tell it. (laughs) Wait a minute. I was just telling somebody that, um, you know, you can't get to a place of prosperity. You can't. And that's mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. You can't get there until you go through the healing process. One, forgive, but go through the healing process. It's people that got big, you know, became globally, a a global phenomenon. And they ended up getting to that platform and then falling on their face because they didn't go through that process of healing. Not even go... Get to the beginning. They were so full of mess. And then new level, people say this, but it's real, it really is true. New level, new devils. Like, mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. You know, the higher you go. Some people, like, even with financially, the more money you make, the more problems you mm-hmm. have. And mm-hmm. so you have to, you you definitely have to go through a process of, like, Lord, here I am. You know, here I am. Just clean me up, God. Mm-hmm. You know, and healing have to take So you'll get to that status and then you'll fall on your face because you did not allow God to clean you up. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and end. Oh, wait a minute. We We got got another caller. (laughs) (laughs) Right on time. (laughs) Okay. Caller ending in 2592. Please tell us your name and where you calling from. Hi, my name is Juanita.
4: I'm calling from Houston, Texas.
0: Yes, we kind of knew you was going to call. Yes, we know who you are, Miss uh, <laughs> <Ms>. Juanita. <laughs> you guys, this is our cousin, I one the you, of the top friends of the show. We couldn't hear you. I was just calling Can you guys hear me now? Mm-hmm. Yes, we can.
4: Okay, I was just calling in and I'm not going to hold you guys at all, but I definitely want to say that no one can tell your story like you can tell your own story.
3: Right.
4: And I definitely want to applaud um, a Yvonne, Yolanda, and Dion to come out publicly and tell their story mm-hmm. because it's not easy to tell somebody your story because people are so are so judgmental about your past. Mm-hmm. But God forgave, uh, God always forgives, and people are, are the only people that hold on to whatever you did people are always the ones to remember to say remember when mm. but i want to say that i'm so earthly proud of them for coming out and telling their story because they don't know who they helped tonight mm. yes and they don't know who True. who life who life they saved tonight and what family that is able to talk about it now and Mm. come to the table and say you know what now let's talk about this because we have some we had some of those same issues Mm -hmm. and we had some of those same things that happened in our family and somebody might open up today and say you know what i was molested when i was younger and i didn't say anything because it's so cliche as african-americans to brush stuff under the rug, Come on. family, and act as if nothing ever happened, and you wait until you become an adult. Now, some yes. child is gonna open up tonight and yes. tell their parents that this happened to me, and you made me feel this way. And I had a cousin, and they did something to me. Or I had an uncle, or uh-huh. I, you had a boyfriend, and he did something to me. You know, so I am happy with joy that they opened mm-hmm.
0: up because somebody was set free
4: and delivered on tonight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is yes. what this show is about, the spoken truth. The spoken truth. Show your truth. Because can't nobody tell your story like you can tell your yeah. own story.
0: Yeah. And we all have so, to be honest and real and transparent. Because one of the things yeah. that I've learned that many people tend to have this this psychological um for memory right this this memory this uh-huh. and they tend to tuck it in tuck it all in you know don't want to talk about it don't want to speak they truth you know and that's what turns people into other things because you're trying to fulfill this void and really it's in jesus you know what i'm saying and then i'm gonna tell you something we forgot some of the stuff and that's when i say the psychological dementia type of thing uh, you know from your past because we forgot some stuff you know what i mean and and then with my mom being on the show we was like oh my gosh sometimes i forget what i've been through thank you jesus though <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But some things have to come up so that we can start the healing process. You know what I'm saying? It has to because later, and actually, I'm going to tell y'all something. The first five years of my marriage, things start unfolding. And I began, see, that's a whole nother topic. We have to talk about that another time. But some things had came up with my marriage. And the way that I treated my husband the first five years of our marriage, it was initiated because of what I went through in my past. So now I want to blame my husband for my pain. And he ain't do nothing wrong but wanted to love me. You get what I'm saying? So I had to be delivered and healed. And some of y'all out there, your marriage falling apart. You know why? Because you have some deliverance. You need healing. And I'm talking about man and woman. You have some childhood trauma and you put it on your husband and your wife. And that's why you're crazy. That's why you're doing the things you're doing. Because you have not dealt with your past don't get married into dealing with your past don't let don't your your husband and wife should not have to suffer because you ain't deal with some stuff that that you went through as a child so now you inflicting pain on your kids you inflicting pain on your husband you inflicting pain on your wife your friends your boss your co-workers i mean you just people like this person is crazy No, they ain't crazy. It's just that they have not dealt with that childhood trauma because in black folks, we don't want to go see a mental health counselor. That's why today I will be getting a degree in psychology and my first my listen, listen. My first clients is in my family, okay? (laughs) I'm going to build them. I'm giving them an invoice. I'm going to begin with the people in my family because we didn't believe in mental health counseling. And that's why all of that stuff came out when we began to be teenagers and adults. Mm -hmm. Because we did not seek help and our parents did not allow us to seek help while we was a child. And so my husband had to deal with it. You know, (laughs) he had to deal with that, you know, and we had to also get get healed, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's real, right, real talk employee. Yes, yes, (laughs) it's real. That's real talk. And so now we got, everybody got to deal with your mess. From your boss to your coworkers to everybody. Because you ain't deal with that junk. Mm -hmm. Or your mama didn't allow you to deal with that junk. Because she said sweep it up under the rug no don't talk about it no i'm gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about it here at the spoken truth Okay? okay And so, uh, Nita, I thank God for you. I thank God for you checking in. This is one of our top friends of the show. I knew she was gonna call y'all, but this is one of our top friends. Thank you so much for just, you know, calling and just supporting. I so appreciate you. I got your two she- t-shirts that your daughter gonna go back home with because you definitely deserve it. Okay. And so, guys, we're gonna end I love right. You guys. We I love, you, love guys. you. We love you too. All right. All
4: right.
0: So guys, we're going to end here. I'm just going to pray. I can't end this one without praying. Yeah. Um. For, for the callers and even the people that's out there on YouTube and Facebook, whoever actually catch the replay of this show, we're gonna pray because so much stuff have came up. And I'm even gonna pray for my family because anytime you do something like this and you expose the yeah. devil, he's gonna try to attack, but yeah. we got, he, he under, under our feet, he's a nobody. So we're gonna pray right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Heavenly Father, for who you are. I thank you because you the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. There's nothing that you don't know, oh God. There's there's nothing that you have not got already explained. You told uh, Jeremiah that before you was even in the womb, before you was even born and shaped and molded, before you formed in your mother's womb, yes. you already knew us. Yes. You already knew what was going to happen, yes. the choices we was going to make. We was born in iniquity. Yes, so, Father God, we pray right now for each individual on the sound of my voice that, Lord, you would expose the truth to them. Lord, they will come up out of the despair the the, the depression, the oppression, God, in the name of Jesus, we cancel every assignment of the enemy. Every generational curse have been broken. Lord, we pray that they walk in their calling. God, we pray, oh God, that they know their purpose. Lord, we give them a mouthpiece that they can speak and to people around them will become healed because the power of God rests in them. Lord, we pray that they come to the knowledge of the truth, which is Jesus Christ, Lord. We thank you that he's the only way, the truth, and the life. Lord, pray pray God in the name of Jesus that even from Sharitha to my sister to my mother to every person that heard this particular episode God that you will bring such a conviction that God you will do something in their life that you will move every mountain that tried to get in their way of deliverance Lord I pray God that they will speak oh God in the name of Jesus to every mountain and it must fall Lord I pray every door open for them Lord I pray in the name of Jesus that Lord deliverance will take place, healing will take place, the spirit of forgiveness will take place, Lord in the name of Jesus, Lord open our heart that's a heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh, that Lord we will let you in, and the people that have hurt us, the people that have done us wrong, our molester Lord, the the person that raped us, the person that spoke wrong on us the word curses that have been sent to us we will forgive them because they know not what they do and Lord, this day we will walk in our wholeness we will walk in our deliverance we will walk in our truth no more just tucking up under the rug we will speak the truth God in the name of Jesus Jesus. and Lord it will not hold us bondage because you came to set us free by the blood of the Lamb So I thank you for the victory, and I pray for my mother that she no longer ashamed. That, Lord, she came out so people that were addicts and were addicted, and, Lord, people that never wanted to speak about the things they went through, they began to speak about it so healing Mm -hmm. can take place. So I thank you for her testimonies, because this is how they should overcome. So I thank you for the truth, and I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord, that you would just expand and enlarge their territory and bless them for blessing us and I thank you that the spoken truth would be a, a talk show of truth and not lie Come because on. John eight thirty two 32 say you will know the truth and the truth to set, you, set free. you free so this is a platform to set people free yes God they no longer bound no longer bound in the name of Jesus and we thank you for the victory in Jesus name amen amen love y'all love you all hallelujah all right guys we've been on here for almost two hours but hey (laughs) listen we do what the lord want us to do we ain't putting a time limit on what god is trying to do so guys thank you so much for tuning in hey next week me and my husband is going to be on a show and we're releasing the word of God for this hour God has given us a word in our belly so we want to release that word and pray for you and we're going to also have virtual on too we're going to have the virtual couch open because we want to hear what God is saying to you as well so we're going to release the word of God which is truth only and God is a prophetic scope so meet us a prophetic scope I see keep saying that but a prophetic <laughs> <laughs> live so meet us next next week live guys and we will see you 7 p.m. mountain standard time 8 p.m. central standard time please like and subscribe to both of our channels at the spoken truth talk show see you guys soon bye
2: guys